Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, Camp Vimfo Waco, the Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. The snap hands to Reese. Reese running oh. right. He's through a hole to the 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Richard Reese. 52 yards on the touchdown run by Richard Reese. He's over 100 on the day, and the Bears lead 34-7 over Texas State. Well, there it was. And uh, greetings on this fine Monday. Baylor wins. Cowboys win. It was quite a, uh, quite a weekend for our, uh, some of our local teams. Some of our high school teams uh, fared well. We'll get into uh, more of that as we react to the full weekend. But John was describing the efforts of young Richard Reese. And I would say that most Baylor folks weren't too familiar with Richard before he started running around. Uh, Certainly got involved in that UAlbany game, but started to get quite a few more carries. At, uh, at BYU, and then he gets the, <laughs> gets the major portion of the carries the other day in a uh, runaway victory for the Bears, 42-7. And that was fun. That was, it's always fun when a freshman breaks out, and uh, I don't know who's going to be the bell cow. This is still kind of a by-committee group. Squirrel does a great job. But to see the speed and the power that Richard Reese brings, Aaron, I, you know, I'm, when I think of freshman running backs, I go back to Shock Linwood had an immediate impact during that era of Baylor football, circa, oh gosh, I don't know, 2013 or 14, right around then, maybe 15. Shock Linwood. Uh, played immediately and starred immediately for the Bears. So, uh, and then if you go way back, Walter got involved very early in his career. And in fact, man, one of his early, early, I don't know if his freshman year, it, one of those games right around 1979, let's call it, he put 207 against the Aggies, ran for 207 yards. And back then, Aaron, that was something, okay? You see more people do that these days, and the numbers are up. But if a running back went over 200 yards back then, it was an enormous deal. And so that was fun to see Richard Reese have that kind of breakout-type effort. Now, you'll get to hear from Dave Aranda later in the program. And he had some interesting things to say after the game the other day. Aaron, before I move on to something else, though, I want to make a really fun programming announcement. 
I have been staying after this for a while, and um, I I go after guests, and and uh, you know sometimes we get them, sometimes we don't, and uh, I, but I always try to bring you um, very strong guests, and tomorrow is definitely going to fit that bill. At four twenty, Jeremy Sohan, the uh, the great Baylor player who became a lottery pick for the San Antonio Spurs. I believe it was the ninth pick overall. It was the eighth or ninth, Aaron. Uh, it was, uh, you know, Baylor's had now two straight lottery picks with Davion Mitchell and now um, Jeremy Sohan. And so that's going to be fun to get to visit with Jeremy and, and uh, lots to talk about as he gets ready to start his Spurs career and this is a storied nine. Okay, he was he was the ninth pick, and I believe that's right around the time, right around where Davion was picked by the uh, Sacramento Kings. So back to back years, pretty amazing uh, for the Bears. They're on a roll right now. I guess Keontae George could make it three years in a row if he's a lottery pick. Aaron, isn't it strange that? Though it's fun to have lottery picks, you and you certainly want the player to come in as a freshman and do extremely well, but you also would love to get them back for a second year. Now, you have more of a chance at that than ever because of the NIL money, and uh, you see some great college players staying around. That is one area. There's one I'm thinking of at Kentucky right now, Aaron, that he's back and he stayed in college way longer than anybody ever would have thought. And last year, he was the Naismith Player of the Year. So Baylor could have three straight lottery picks, but um, this is going to be a fun year. But Jeremy Sohan, the uh, player who, I mean, this is one of the great Baylor development stories in the sense that he was not – thought of is like one of these top you know everybody they're getting recently seems to be top 10 top 5 top 15 in the country I mean I he was barely like a top 100 guy if that he might have been like 113 and when they got him and you remember Aaron who was kind of part of that class they got uh, obviously uh, Kendall uh, Sohan was part of that deal and um trying to think the other player that was in that but i mean it was uh it was really he was not he, or people were excited to get him but they weren't bowled over like they are with some of these recruits and then he ends up becoming a lottery pick would this have happened had uh everyday john not uh been injured if, if there hadn't been so many injuries and things to fight through last year, I don't know. We'll never know that. But uh, <coughs> he became um, – he went from early on in his career at Baylor, his freshman year, with like, you know, 15 minutes a game, 15, 16 minutes a game, to becoming a frontline player and really the best six-man in, uh, in the Big 12. And by the time his college career ended in that North Carolina game, he had become – you know, they were running the offense through him, and, and he'd become just such a, a major part of the team. But, uh, Aaron, let's mark that down. 420 tomorrow, 
we will hear from Jeremy. And shout out also to uh, Catherine, his uh, publicist, who, Aaron, even after I'd kind of given up, a, you know, a couple of months ago, they said, oh, we'll do it again maybe in the, you know, in the fall or later this summer. I thought, no, nah, it's not happening. And she just kind of stayed in touch throughout the summer and throughout this fall. And so <laughs> hopefully everything will work out. And Jeremy Sohan joins us at uh, at 5, or excuse me, 420 tomorrow. Aaron, are you, are is this going to force you to become, and do we have people in our listening audience? You can text us at 254-662-1660. Does having Baylor's Jeremy Sohan, is that going to make you root for the San Antonio Spurs? Now, if you're like me and you grew up a Mavericks fan, that is impossible. The, the Spurs became great rivals, especially during the when the big three were there and Dirk was with the Mavs. It became one of the great NBA rivals, rivalries. Uh, Aaron, are you able to root for the Spurs based on Jeremy Sohan being on the team now? It's funny that this happened today because I'm actually wearing my Luka jersey <laughs> today, so. That probably answers your question. No, I will root for him to do well, but I, I will never root for the Spurs. Well, do you, is it is this a legit jersey, or are you wearing a jersey? It's a jersey. I like those better. I don't like actual jerseys. Okay. All right, Aaron has a jersey. And then, Aaron, uh, I did see the news the other day, and, and we I think we talked about it on here, that Baylor now has a, a line of jerseys. That you you know like uh, for all the foot for a lot of the football players, some of them will be added to this. But if you buy those jerseys, uh, the money then ends up uh, at least I think the majority of it. The way this is, uh, I'm ex- understanding this goes to the student athletes. Now, Aaron, if you had to have a, if you were going to get a uh, a football player jersey from this year's Baylor team, now I. I'm not a jersey or a jersey guy, but if I were going to do it, <clears throat> I would be tempted to go with Apuica. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what the, I was going to say. Really? Yeah. That's probably the jersey I will buy because I am going to buy one, at least one. Maybe two. I may get one gold and one green. I would like to – I would also like to um, – Trying to think along the along that defense of guys, I really I I'm a I, I was really early to the Walcott party, Aaron. You remember that? I just was a huge Al Walcott fan last year, even when he wasn't officially a starter yet. I I just thought he was a playmaker, and he eventually kind of played his way onto the field even more. But I'm a big I'm an Al Walcott guy, and then on the offensive side, I would think. Now, Shapin, because he's quarterback, will produce some good jerseys. Aaron, if you can get me a jersey with with the name Squirrel on the back, I I might go that route. We are. That's pretty amazing. That was exactly who I was thinking. I was like, Shapin's the first one that comes to mind, but I would want a jersey for, for Squirrel, especially if it actually said Squirrel on the back. That would be awesome. Yeah. You know, you know, here's what I'm going to do, though, Aaron – 
from this moment on, let's never use the word jersey again. Yeah, I don't I'm like not, it. That's why I just just yeah, said I'm jersey. Not a, uh, it doesn't yeah, I know. Roll off I, the I was reading the story the other day, and these things are called jerseys. And and I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll use that. But I'm going to get away from that now. <laughs> Aaron, I, I just want to pull back the curtain a little bit. I did uh, moments before we came on the air, I, I kind of had some tremendous uh, tortilla soup. Okay, I, I, I wolfed it down in pretty quick fashion. And Aaron, what I didn't realize is it was there's some chili powder and some maybe some jalapenos that were in there that I didn't realize. So Aaron, early in the show, if there's some coughing, I was going to ask if a, you were getting sick again. No, it's not a COVID. This is not a COVID situation. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I just got a, got a hold of a little something there. Boy, I tell you, <clears throat> in terms of tailgating. And, and we'll have a lot on the Baylor game and certainly a lot on the Cowboys game. I was at both games. And then, Aaron, I think you retweeted it. Maybe the station did. You did on the station account. Did you see this picture going around that where I'm standing behind Jerry Jones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody beat me to the comment of, I thought uh, Stretch Smith told you to get a haircut. <laughs> but I That's right. Yeah. I thought the hair, I mean, even though the hair does, I probably could use a haircut. Aaron, the hair, the, the long hair was kind of working okay, I felt like, in that shot. But um, I do like the fact that all those other reporters had very serious looks on their face. And whatever my look was seemed to indicate, like, I'm not buying this. <laughs> like, I'm not, I've heard this a million times and I'm not buying it. But somebody captured on the CBS I guess they were running it live on the CBS postgame show last night, CBS 11 in Dallas, and uh, I was right behind Jerry during that. And then, Aaron, we're going to be able to, as we get into the show today, we'll hear Jerry's response uh, to me. I, I thought, Aaron, that Jerry was as relieved as I've ever seen him. I mean, he, he just had a look – and the whole reason was, I don't think he knew what to expect from from Cooper Rush. I mean, he could say he did, but I don't think he would have been surprised if Cooper Rush got banged up and threw a couple of interceptions and they lost that game to a team that won the AFC and just went to the Super Bowl last year. And the fact that Cooper Rush performed well was, was very functional. I, I also thought, Aaron, there was a sense of desperation – but for whatever reason, and I thought it was kind of crazy, but you kind of have to hand it to him because it worked. But, I mean, Cowboys at their own 44, and Mike McCarthy, or 45, whatever it was, on the first drive of the game, elects to go for it. Aaron, that was not – what was it? Fourth and – golly, I mean, that was that was amazing to me. Was it fourth and two or fourth and five? I mean, it was like, it was not just like, let's go for it, fourth and inches, fourth and one, let's load up and run. They had to throw the ball. And he finds Noah Brown downfield. And Aaron, I hope on one of your many fantasy teams, you had Noah Brown lining (laughs) up because Noah was unstoppable. Had 90-something yards of receiving, caught a touchdown pass, and I thought played his tail off. CeeDee Lamb played better. So the Cowboys receiving core came out and looked a lot better. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Lots of fun stuff to get into today. But we begin 
with a man who has high school sports on uh, football on lockdown. Also was at the Baylor game the other day. Matt Lively from Channel 6. You know him. You love him. He joins us next. It's the Big 12 Conference opener for Coach Dave Aranda and the defending Big 12 champion Bears this Saturday in Ames as Baylor takes on Iowa State. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. Bears. Cyclones. This Saturday from Jack Trice Stadium in Ames. Here on the home of the Bears. ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try the new porky pig tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Cooper Rush led the Cowboys on a late drive for a game-winning field goal by Brett Marhar for 50 yards, which gave the Cowboys a 20-17 win. Cowboys go to 1-1. One one. Doubleheader tonight on Monday Night Football. Tennessee at Buffalo in the early game, followed by Minnesota and Philadelphia in the late game. Top of the AP poll remains the same this week. Baylor holds on at number 17 after their win over Texas State. The Bears hit the road to face Iowa State Saturday at 11. UMHB blows past Southwestern this week. The crew is on the road for a showdown with Harden-Simmons Saturday night at 6 o'clock. 
Rangers have the day off after losing another series to the Rays. Rangers host the Angels tomorrow night. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, it's the Matt Mosley Show on a Monday, overreaction Monday. Boy, Baylor's great again. Cowboys are just fine. Whoever doubted these Cowboys? I wasn't me. I mean, I, I knew they were going to bounce back. And we roll along. Matt Lively uh, joining us now, the decorated sports anchor reporter over at KCEN Channel 6. And um, a man who uh, uh, takes great footage out there. In fact, somebody was showing me some footage the other day, and we were comparing, like, who's the best. I think young Chris Williams had some great angles he was showing me. And I was giving Quillen a hard time. Quillen still likes to shoot some things, and so uh, I think he does a fine job on that front. I just don't think – I don't – you and and Chris Williams are a little bit more willing to – kind of race around the field quillen likes to get in one spot and kind of stay there all right matt chris chris and i like to race uh curtis is curtis is a sitter but he'll move he can move if he needs to i think if you asked eric kelly chris williams jack allen who the best shooter in this market it's me hands down i'm using a camera from 1985 (laughs) but i'm still i'm pumping out the best highlights that's what i that's what we'll do. We'll poll. I'll I'll definitely reach out to those guys and see if they they back that up. Now, what's going on though with this one thing? This was from a, a a few days ago. That I mean, not only is it enough that you're always kind of getting some of your golf reports and doing some things, but there was some kind of wedding proposal that happened on your watch, and uh, and this happened on live TV the other night. KCEN, walk us through this. It seems like uh, Coach Foreman made a major life decision, and he chooses to do it on Channel Six. Is this uh, is this part of a new trend, dude? Talk about sealing the deal in the biggest way possible. We picked Shoemaker Lake Belton as our game of the week. Toby Foreman calls me up on like Wednesday, and he goes, "Hey, I have a feeling we're going to win this game." I want, to, I want to propose to my girlfriend during the trophy presentation if we win. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And he, he called his, his shot, too, because he's like, this thing's going to go viral. It's going to go everywhere. Uh, and that it did. I mean, we're up there in the thousands of views. It hit Sports Center, Sports Illustrated, grabbed it. I was waiting for Toby Foreman to be on the Today Show with Hoda and uh, Savannah Guthrie had the queen not passed away. Uh, yeah. I think that overshadowed it, but yeah, pretty, pretty big stuff. I mean, thank goodness she said yes. I, you know, I was right there in the middle of it and I thought if this thing goes south, I'm going to have to bail out pretty quick. But thankfully Erica, his girlfriend was, she was totally caught by surprise and so excited. And they had their daughter there and the entire shoemaker football team was back there just going nuts. So it was pretty fun. Yeah. I like how you, um, uh... You kind of handled that scene because you just gave the mic to the coach, and so he does the whole proposal. Like basically, he becomes the reporter. You just you just exited the. You weren't even on. The, 
in the, in the I, I broke, camera I, anymore. I broke rule number one, Mosley. I did break <laughs> rule number one, which is never let go of the mic. But I was like, I can't ruin this moment. This is bigger than me. This is bigger than Channel 6. We've got to let these people do their thing. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was very interesting. Now, Matt, I got. I hate to bring up a, a, a tough subject, but, uh, boy, oh, boy, you're a guy that loves Arizona State. And, boy, you uh, you, <laughs> you studied there and – and learned so much and spent some great time there on campus. And there's a there's a tweet going around today. Herm Edwards was fired after that loss to Eastern Michigan. Probably should have been fired well before that. I mean, the whole uh, place was in scandal, and for whatever reason, he was allowed to keep his job, probably because that Ray Anderson and Herm Edwards seemed to be best friends, the, uh, the, the, you know, the AD. But in that video, it appears that the president of the university – and the AD are waiting in the end zone, and and Herm sees them and goes over to talk to them. And we don't know exactly what was said, but it, people are now speculating: Did they fire him like as he walked off the field after the loss? Now you're a long right. time you're a long time Sun Devil whisperer. Uh, how have you um, you know how how have you received this news? And then also, what do you feel like was happening in that? Uh, specific shot there. I'm, I'm going to use my words here. It's been an interesting ride for Herm Edwards, but maybe one that I myself am happy to see come to an end. Never like to see someone lose a job, but probably time that there's a change at Arizona State. However, Mosley, I'm a little disappointed in you. There's just no way, no way Arizona State with a big buyout on their hands, millions of dollars would drop the news that, hey, you're fired right after a loss in such a public atmosphere where they know there are cameras. I mean, come on. You've been – how many Baylor games have been you've been to? Dave Aranda walks off the field nearly every single game with Mac Rhodes. There's no way. And then they let Herm Edwards do a post-game press conference. So, you know, if he did indeed get fired on the field, in the end zone, with all those cameras watching, no way they're going to let him go talk to the media. This guy that has all this ESPN expertise, he could have just made a bloodbath of Arizona State. So is it probably a good thing that he's out? Yes. Do I think he got fired on the field? No. Well, I mean, I, I'm sorry you're disappointed, but there have been coaches in the Pac-12 fired on the tarmac. Uh, there was famously, uh, in the early 2000s, a coach, they announced his firing at halftime. It may have been an assistant coach or somebody, but they fired a coach at halftime of one game. So I don't know what was going on, but it just the optics of it looked really weird. Now, I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I do see Mac visit sometimes with Dave as he's heading off the, the field. And so let's hope, let's hope that was not the case. These guys are classy folks, but I, at some point, I think yeah, I would hold this AD accountable too, because the whole scandal happened on his watch and this whole, the, the Herm Edwards hire was silly in the first place. It was a bunch of NFL dudes saying, Hey, let's just take all these NFL guys and see if they can do this at the college level. It was never going to work. I mean, I think there were moments where it was okay. I think one thing, one reason Arizona State, you know, has kind of hung in there for a few years because the Arizona is so horrible. That kind of helps. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back to uh, Matt Lively, the uh, uh, the sports reporter, anchor 
over at Channel 6. Get back into some of this high school action, though. Uh, in addition to your, you know, the wedding, kind of the bachelor or whatever that you're doing <laughs> over there, you would be great on that show, by the way. You kind of... You kind of seem like a guy that could could handle yourself really well on on one of those kind of shows, one of those ABC, The Bachelor, or whatever. That. Yeah, I think you would, would excel mind, I would in that. The pay raise. I would not mind the pay raise to go host The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying you should compete on it. You just kind of. I mean, I think you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean that as a compliment. No. Yeah. Kind of you got it, kind of oh, jet, like Jesse Palmer did back in the day. So I think you would be. Right. I think you I would, you. I, you would function well in that environment, especially with some of those cricket <laughs> shirts that I pointed you to toward, and, and some of the things you're uh, you're putting out there these days. Now, um, Matt, the uh, the other high school action, and uh, uh, it's funny by the way that you keep getting involved in these weddings. One weekend you're at a wedding. One weekend you're <laughs> you're handling a proposal. My gosh, you do need to be on one of these kind of shows. Um, what what other games kind of caught your eye uh, over the weekend from a high school standpoint? Well, Academy Salado was a really good one. Uh, Tom Westerberg's been great so far for the Eagles, but Academy really turned on the uh, put the gas on them, and Academy started to really come alive. Uh, the one that I was really impressed with was Lorena. Uh, they allow La Vega to score just six points. And now they've got their first district play matchup against Cameron Yo, which is going to be our game of the week here on KCEN. So it's uh, Lorena is really, really looking strong for a team that lost so many pieces. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we just lost you there for a second, Matt. You stepped into maybe the Matrix or something. You kind of sounded like. You get me? In my back? What a, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep wandering around till you find a decent cell. My goodness. <laughs> I don't know what tunnel you decided to walk in. Um, I, I think you uh, admired the fact that uh, Dave Aranda, you know, he had a Bruce Springsteen reference. Now, please tell me there were some of the young reporters and everybody like that you were fine on that reference right i mean you're you're enough of a man about town and a man uh that that bruce springsteen music you were pro you probably were raised on some of that right that that didn't catch you by surprise his boss reference did it i do have a couple of parents uh age 60 or older so that one that one is right in my my sweet spot i also have an right. app called spotify you got i mean you got to check this thing out it's got music from all different decades, and it's nuts. You just you learn so much. Well, there were some people that admitted at, at the post game news conference the other day that they had no clue who the boss was. Oh, now maybe they just geez. didn't know his nickname. That might have been. I mean, you, there's it's impossible to be like ten years or older and not have an appreciation or have heard Bruce Springsteen. But the, today's reference was to a scene. From uh, the Matrix, um, you know, the, the movies and films, you know, obviously with Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, all that kind of stuff. And uh, also, I think you were reminded that it wasn't the first time. Apparently at a chamber banquet a couple of years ago, uh, Dave Aranda made a Matrix reference. Um, did, are you a Matrix? I mean, have you watched all those movies? And do you uh, Do you subscribe to, uh, you know... Uh, enjoying all that, uh, all all those things. Uh, I'm a big film guy. 
I have only seen the matrix like maybe 10 years ago. So I actually, I had to have some help in the newsroom to really break down this Dave Aranda <laughs> analogy as it comes to the matrix. And it still sort of went over my head. I did. I found it funny. I went on Twitter and I searched Aranda matrix just to see what else was out there. And yeah, Bryce Cherry in 2020, uh, Aranda had supposedly been talking about Jalen Petrie and how he related to the matrix. So you never, it's so crazy to me what you think of Dave, Dave Aranda is. He never really quite is that in these press conferences where we get one wild reference per week. It's incredible. Well, and I thought it was, I thought the most fascinating moment from the other day, uh, you know, after the game was him talking about some of the players. I always compare everything to like the Grant Taff era. And it's always funny to me to like hear things that are said and think, oh my gosh, this is, we're, we're in a different place. And, um, uh, cause that was in my wheelhouse. That was when I was a student when, uh, Grant was coaching and everything. But I thought the statement that players were, were dropping F-bombs and he said, well, that was unusual. That was unusual for us at halftime. He's very, very honest about things, but even the philosophical part of that, he felt like there was this nervous energy and, and he was explaining more of it today where he, he said the coaches and the players and he, and he demonstrated by kind of clenching his fist. And I guess Dave, and I love that he took charge of this. He said, okay, stop sort of being like that and be like this. And he put his arms down as if to say, relax, go play, stop, you know, drop it. I think those, that was the, the words he used, just drop it. And I, for a guy that comes across sometimes as so laid back and quiet and introspective, I don't think he's afraid, Matt, to take charge of situations. I just think, I, I think we have a head coach on our, <clears throat> on our hands here who is not even close to anybody else. And that makes covering him very, very fun. And, uh, and even right down to, like, the little things he says, like, like I, appreciate, I appreciate the question. And I've noticed other Baylor people now say that. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Other, other administrators now you have borrowed Dave's uh, terminology. Dave Aranda is a man who appreciates a lot of things. He thinks a lot of things are very cool. Um, if you listen to a lot of his answers, that's very cool. Uh, but you're, I mean, he, he kind of, not in a bad way, but he did. He, he sort of called out the players and the coaches specifically. That The coaches kind of had like a nervous energy that then transferred to the players. And he, he used, someone asked, you know, how confident are you in the offense? And he goes, the first thing that comes to mind is tension and anxiety. When speaking about his offense, but then, you know, he reiterated the fact that they broke through in this game and that he's still confident in them. And then that's where the matrix thing kind of came where they, they've just got to walk against the grain and they, they've got to forget all these expectations and this reality that we live in. He kind of brings it all full circle in a way that no other coach does. I think you're right. And talking to Matt Lively from Channel 6, Matt, what gives you hope, if you if you have any, as you're kind of breaking down – now we start to look to this um, Iowa State game going to Ames. Good team. You know, 3-0, and finally beat Iowa. That's not something Matt Campbell has done. What makes you think that maybe this will be a different-looking Baylor team than arrived at Provo and, quite honestly, didn't function all that well in that environment? 
Have you seen anything, or or do you have a belief that we will see a different-looking team on the road Saturday morning? I'll start by saying this. I actually wasn't overly impressed with Saturday's win. They were a Blake Shapin, you know, two-minute drill, 35-yard touchdown away from entering the locker room up 14-7, to and there was even a time where it could have been 14-14. I wasn't all that impressed, but they still came out and laid 21 in the the second half and then didn't allow uh, another offensive score from Texas State. I think they'll be more relaxed when they go to Iowa State because from what Dave Aranda has preached, you can't replicate the atmosphere that BYU brought in practice. But now they do have that actual experience from a game. They felt it at BYU. He saw the big eyes, as he likes to reference, when he was in the huddle with his offensive, defensive players of these guys going like, holy crap, this moment might be too big for us. And the fact that they've now experienced that and they've gone through that, I think will make them successful uh, in Ames when they take on Iowa State. I think this Baylor football team is better than Iowa State, um, even though this defense has been really elite from the Cyclones, although the offenses they have faced have not been overly exciting, I would say. But I think just the fact that they've got that experience now in Provo where the atmosphere was just crazy, that will will treat them well on Saturday and what would be a huge road win if they can get it. All right, Matt Lively, last thing I have for you. Uh, there was a golf tournament yesterday. This, this is kind of the silly season. Not a lot of people yes. are, pay, are paying attention to PGA Tour golf, although Max Homa had a great season last year. And he wins a tournament, but this is uh, this was um, these. When you see somebody do something like yesterday, I'm talking about Danny Willett, former Masters champion, and he hits a nice approach shot, probably, and the ball checks up beautifully. And I bet he's only what five, six feet away, four feet, and four feet, four feet to be exact, and he three putts from four feet. I that's mm. about. As bad a loss. I mean, Homa's obviously excited to get all the money, excited to get the points, but you got to feel almost a little bad about winning that way. That that was that was one of the bigger choke jobs I've seen in a while. I would not have answered my phone today had you asked me to come on the show if I were Danny Willett, uh, and he handled it really well. I mean, he was in the he did a whole post game press conference and. Uh, he handled it with grace, but I'm a guy who misses a lot of four foot putts. I don't three putt a lot of four foot putts. So for a former masters, a green jacket, uh, winner to the three putt that with the tournament on the line, uh, it's tough. Even Max Homa watching. I don't think he believed what he saw. You know, if I'm in a good mood and we've been out there having a nice time on the course, there's a chance I give you a four foot putt. All right, there's a chance. There's a chance you never have to put that. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, that's ma- fair. Thank you for that. <laughs> you bet. You bet. And we'll get that going uh, soon, although tennis is my sport of choice right now. But uh, I do love playing golf. Um, Matt, great to see you the other day and always fun to have you on. And uh, we will uh, reach out to you soon. And can't wait to see what you do this Friday, okay, <laughs> after after that interesting scene out there out there with uh, Coach Foreman. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Matt. Catch me in Des Moines, Iowa on Friday. That's where I'll be.
Oh, man, I tell you, it's an unlimited budget over there at Channel 6 as they continue to fly all around the country. Ames, Iowa, and uh, very appreciative to our local news stations for what they do and getting out there and, and going around the country to cover Baylor the way that they do. And that's an 11 a.m. start. Channel 6 will be there for it. Uh, and that will be Matt Lively on the scene from Ames, Iowa. It's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas, Campus Confidential, is next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. So here comes third and five. Only heard here. Inside the 10. Brady and the gun third down. Snap back. All season. Looking around. Flushed out. Parsons has second. Parsons again. Monday night. It's your Cowboys and the New York Giants. Live from MetLife Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys, Giants, Monday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Is $4 gas and high-priced groceries eating into your pocketbook? Afraid how much longer you'll be able to purchase a firearm for protection or sporting needs? Then you need to head out to the Real Texas Gun Show at Harker Heights Event Center October 1st and 2nd. They have all types of firearms and all the ammunition you need. It's air-conditioned and family-friendly. Bring the kids. Head out and check out the new freeze-dried food vendors for long-term food needs. That's the Real Texas Gun Show Saturday, October 1st, 9 to 5, and Sunday, October 2nd from 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. We are opening doors to home ownership. First Central's open door mortgage loans up to 95% of the appraised home value. With low closing costs, no points, low origination fees, flexible terms, and competitive rates. Consider refinancing your mortgage or securing land for building. We loan up to 75% of the appraised value of land. Apply online today at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Some restrictions apply. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Cooper Rush led the Cowboys on a late drive for a game winning field goal by Brett Marhar for 50 yards, which gave the Cowboys a 20 17 win. Cowboys go to 1 1. Double header tonight on Monday Night Football. Tennessee at Buffalo in the early game, followed by Minnesota and Philadelphia in the late game. Top of the AP poll remains the same this week. Baylor holds on at number 17 after their win over Texas State. 
The Bears hit the road to face Iowa State Saturday at 11. UMHB blows past Southwestern this week. The crew is on the road for a showdown with Harden Simmons Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Rangers have the day off after losing another series to the Rays. Rangers host the Angels tomorrow night. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and it's time to get this thing going. And uh, I was just looking, Aaron, we now have some film of what happened to uh, Kyler Murray after that game the other day. And uh, the NFL is looking into this. Looks like somebody uh, actually punched him. Uh, we'll have more on that as the day unfolds. But, Aaron, as we look at our at – our, uh, uh, at college athletics, lots going on over the weekend, lots of Big 12. Where are we starting today? We will start with the new AP Top 25 poll is out. It is largely unchanged as there wasn't a lot of upsets this weekend. Georgia remains number one, receiving 59 first-place votes. Alabama number two, receiving three. Ohio State third, receiving one first-place vote. Michigan and Clemson round out the top five. Oklahoma, one of the few movers, is up to six after their win over Nebraska. Oklahoma State is nine. Baylor remains at 17. BYU drops to 19 after their loss to Oregon. Texas is 22. And Texas A&M is 23. Yeah, this is, uh, this is uh, remarkable. We kind of see how it's all starting to break down and uh, it is uh, It's going to be, I mean, Iowa State playing so well. Um, you know, K-State took one on the chin in a big way. Some people thought they were going to be really good. Uh, well, one of our buddies, Travis Roeder, was a huge K-State. Now I believe he's jumped on the Iowa State bandwagon. This is going to be interesting. Aaron, one more time. Rundown uh, as far as the Big 12 teams on there, because I have uh, I, I have been really interested to see. I one thing I wanted to talk to you about today is that I watched a lot of that University of Texas UTSA game, and UTSA was hanging around, hanging around, had the lead. Man, they played really well, and then finally UT kind of wore them down. You got to hand it to UT for turning it on in the fourth quarter and finally kind of pulling away. But I love those roadrunners. And, and one of the funniest things from the weekend for me, Aaron, was seeing that game on the Longhorn Network and how excited Lowell uh, Galindo and Sam Ocho, the announcers, were about UTSA doing so well. I could not believe it. Like, they, Sam Ocho played at Texas. Lowell Galindo is like the voice of the Longhorn Network. They're huge Texas homers. And yet, when UTSA was winning, those two dudes were the most excited I've ever seen any broadcasters. It was really funny, and I, I got to say I liked it. But apparently, a lot of the Longhorns did not enjoy that, Aaron. As far as the Big 12, Oklahoma is 6, Oklahoma State 9, Baylor 17, 
and Texas is 22. And Kansas State probably would have entered the poll this week had they not been upset by Toledo. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They got beat, so they're not anywhere close to the top 25, but uh, rough one there for uh, for K-State. Uh, but the rest of the conference, and a, and a tough one, the other team that comes to mind, Aaron, is uh, Texas Tech. I, I like the way they kept fighting against NC State. They had everything going against them. I think Donovan Smith threw a pick six at one point. Uh, that, they just kept battling. That's a tough out. Now, we knew they were probably going to lose that game. That was a raucous atmosphere, great crowd. Wolfpacks, are, they're a good team, and they're ranked their top 25 team. In fact, Aaron, they're top 15 team, aren't they? And uh, I thought Tech hung in there and really battled throughout that game. So I, I think Joey has that team sort of focused, and, I, and University of Texas could be walking into a crazy atmosphere on Saturday. I think that one is uh, for me, uh, other than, of course, I'll have the Baylor-Iowa State game on my radar, but that one is, I'm very excited about that one. Big 12 announced their players of the week today. Jalen Daniels, Kansas quarterback, who has led them to a 3-0 record for the first time since 2009, was the offensive player of the week. The offensive newcomer of the week should not be a surprise to Baylor fans. It was Baylor freshman running back Richard Reese, who had 156 yards and three touchdowns on 19 carries in the Bears' 42-7 win over Texas State. All right, and you'll hear from Dave Aranda later in the program. I he, he, he alludes to the fact that no one yet has had 20 carries, but Richard Reese goes for 19 carries and looked great just was, um, I mean, runs strong, runs hard, hard to bring down, seems to have excellent balance. Uh, It'll be um, interesting to keep an eye on some of these injuries. Ben Sims, Tay McWilliams, there's some some, uh, uh, head injuries. Uh, They've obviously been looking at some concussion-type stuff, and we'll see kind of where all that goes. Aaron, there was something that happened the other day that grabbed my attention in that game, the Baylor game. Was Neighbors back there on one return? I feel like he was. Like, I, I'm kind of thinking that Jordan Neighbors is at some point going to become a really big deal for the Bears, and it's going to be sooner rather than later. I did not see if he was. Um, yeah, he had a return. So oh, okay. I'm just saying, yeah, it, he's uh, uh, Neighbors is, is about to – uh, at some point, I don't know when it's going to happen, but his speed is so elite that I, I think, uh, I think it, both in the return game and, of course, Gavin's given him something in the return game as well, but Neighbors is going to be the guy with the most devastating speed, and to have he and Baldwin on the same offense is going to be scary. The Big 12 is finalizing a deal to hire Scott Draper of the AAC as the league's new vice president in charge of football. According to ESPN, Draper spent the last eight seasons running football at the AAC um, for the for the AAC, where he served as primary contact for the league's coaches and administrator. His job with the conference featured responsibilities that include scheduling and officiating, as well as operations, bowl relationships and the conference championship game. He'll take over for Ed Stewart, who left that position 
at the Big 12 for a high-ranking role in the USC athletic department after 16 years with the Big 12. Yeah, and, I, and Ed Stewart will do a good job at USC, but uh, make no mistake, Ed Stewart was a huge uh, uh, part of, uh, you know, he and Bob Bowlesby were connected at the hip always together. I would see them out on the road and all that kind of stuff. So this is a your mark hire. Um, I think it is not a bad thing at all, though, Aaron. What your mark seems to kind of understand is, well, I'm sure he has a lot of people that have been around him that he'll bring in or, or some loyalists and all that kind of stuff. It, it's not always bad to have some people who've actually been around college football and college athletics for a lot of years. You, you know, he's, he's got to thread that needle uh, of being new, being hip, doing all these things you got to do with the whole streaming wars and everything, uh, but also know how to get these things done, scheduling officials, everything you just mentioned. So uh, sounds like a good hire to me. And, uh, and so uh, welcome, Mr. Draper, to the Big 12. A 30-21 loss to Eastern Michigan and an NCAA investigation was finally enough for Arizona State to fire head coach Herm Edwards. But did they do it on the field after the game? You talked about this a little with KCEN's Matt Lively, who is an Arizona State alum, and he said he didn't think it happened. But leaving the field after the loss... Herm Edwards was met by the Arizona State athletic director and president, leading to speculation that he was fired right there on the field. But it was announced later that they had mutually agreed to part ways. Running back coach, running backs coach Shane Aguano will be the new interim head coach for Arizona State. All right, let's all rally around Coach Aguano. I didn't really the. Herm Edwards' reaction was not one of, <coughs> I don't think they did it right there. It just looked weird. Right. And I I get the point Matt Lively said, because sometimes when Aranda's walking off, uh, you know, I, I, I think that Mac Rhodes likes to greet coaches sometimes when they're coming off the field. But it was a little odd to have the president I mean, generally, President Livingstone and Mac aren't down there together greeting. Uh, now, sometimes they'll both be at the postgame news conference. I'll see. I mean, you, you see everybody come walking through there. It's like the all administrators uh, uh, row. They just all show up to support Dave Aranda. I think they're there because, Aaron, they want to see if he talks about the Matrix or uh, or talks about Bruce Springsteen. I I. Honestly, his postgame news conferences have been, become must-see TV. Same thing with his Monday conference. And we'll let you hear where he talks about one of the Matrix films uh, coming up today at about 520. We'll let you hear a little bit of Dave Aranda. But uh, uh, very interesting stuff. And then the other one, Aaron, I don't, I don't think we brought up is that uh, Langston Love has been cleared, the Baylor basketball player, uh, to resume all basketball activities, and uh, they'll ramp him up, slowly get him in back into practice. But after the ACL last year against Texas A&M in a preseason scrimmage, this is wonderful news. And Langston Love is a walking bucket. He can flat out fill it up, and he's gotten better at three-point shooting. I'm excited. Let's get Langston Love back on the court 
and that was great news today. Seems like John Rothstein is always out there reporting these kinds of things. All right, thank you, Aaron. That is the uh, Campus Confidential for Monday, very crowded Monday. Next, we'll uh, check in and talk some Cowboys with former Cowboys scout and coach Glenn Stretch-Smith. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Thanks to a stingy Dallas defense and a solid game from quarterback Cooper Rush, the Cowboys are celebrating a 20-17 win over the Bengals. We'll hear from Brett Maher, who kicked the game-winning field goal as time expired, right after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Happy Victory Monday as the Cowboys celebrate a 20-17 win over the Bengals. The Dallas defense was relentless, sacking Joe Burrow six times. Cowboys quarterback Cooper Rush was solid. He threw a touchdown pass to Noah Brown, which was the first of Brown's career. Tony Pollard had a one-yard touchdown run. And special teams came through big time for Dallas as kicker Brett Maher connected on a 50-yard field goal as time expired. A fantastic finish for Maher and teammates. That whole last sequence was awesome. Brian pinning them deep with a punt, defense getting a stop, getting a good punt return, and then getting in position and, and coming through. So a very fun moment to be a part of. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. The voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. 
Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and low policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Buy more, save more. This is true for tractors, too. At WC Tractor, we have ready-to-go new Kubota tractor packages, which include the most commonly used attachments. Along with a Kubota tractor, you will leave with a loader and box blade for dirt work, a cutter to take care of your fields, and a trailer to haul it all. Think of all the jobs you can get done with a new Kubota tractor package. Come on by any of our locations or visit us online at wctractor.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, Camp Fimfo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it's Matt Mosley in the most listened to 5 o'clock hour in all of Central Texas, the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas, and uh, pleased to be joined by former Cowboys scout and coach, also a member of the WFAA uh, ABC affiliate in the Dallas area. It is Glenn Stretch Smith, and last night we were taping Doomsday. Stretch, I don't know if you've seen this video. Right before you were coming on, I was looking at this video, and Kyler Murray led that unbelievable comeback. He goes over there to kind of celebrate now i i gotta say even if it's not truly the black hole like it used to be in oakland if you go over there with a bunch of raiders fans it, you know you might have something happen to you all right and and so they, they've got this they've got this slowed down film uh stretch and in a in a man reaches out and just slaps kyler murray across the face like an open, open-handed, just right down the middle of the face. This is not good. This is not good. Did you stretch? Did you ever have an, any encounters with any of those characters in the black hole uh, of the Oakland Raiders, or, or maybe uh, you remember them as the Los Angeles Raiders back in the day? Oh, you know, we went to, we played there at Oakland Alameda County Coliseum one year, and I can remember. You know, when you when you kind of went in there on the bus, it was just one of those things where you didn't want to you just didn't want to get caught over there. <laughs> I mean, you didn't want to you didn't want to fool around with those guys. So I'm not sure what uh, I'm not sure what Kyler Murray was thinking, but if he thought he was going to go over there and get some sort of you know some sort of Delta Chi welcoming into the fraternity house, he probably got it got the got the deputy dog mess slapped out of him. So good for him. You know, speaking of the Delta Kais, uh, Stretch, you played football at the University of Texas. Did you ever, and you probably occasionally would show up at one of those fraternity houses, did they ever try to get you to come through Rush? Did you ever think about joining one of those things, or were you just too busy, you know, working out and, and uh, uh, getting ready for football season? Oh, I, you know, I had some friends that were, you know, in fraternities, and I'd, 
you know, I'd go by and visit them. And I, I don't remember if it was really that big of a deal to say, you know, I, Hey, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to come hang out with us. So no, I didn't, I, di- I didn't, I didn't partake in that much Mosley, but I'm glad you're taking me down this memory road trip. <laughs> I hope you watch some of that Texas UTSA game. I got a kick about uh, out of the, uh, announcers were really kind of openly uh, there were there were former you you know they're ut people but they were very excited about utsa it was kind of an an interesting deal now stretch up to the task at hand cowboys find a way against the cincinnati Bengals. you've been involved in a lot of these things over the years it all looks like it's lost oh my gosh they could lose everything mccarthy's going to get fired and suddenly they find a way to win Stretch, I, I kind of sense that when you can win with a backup like they did with Cooper Rush, it can have sort of a galvanizing effect on the rest of the team as they wait for Dak to come back. What do you think that win, I don't want to make too much of it, but what do you think that win could do for the Cowboys moving forward? Well, I mean, when you – Anytime your you know your your backs are against the wall, it's kind of us against the world mentality. You had a you had a head coach who challenged an offensive coordinator. Um, you know you you could tell that the, they they went out last night, and like we said on the podcast. I mean they played complimentary football. Everybody was making plays, and yes, everybody's excited about Micah Parsons, and they should be. But you know it's more to me. It's more about the scheme and. Dan Quinn doing a great job. Kellen Moore saying, hey, I got to get back into two tights. We got to get to running the football. We get the golf ball down on the goal line. We're going to put Luke Gifford in here at fullback, and and we're going to run lead and hammer this football in there. And and, and then off of that, we're going to play action and get our our, uh, backup quarterback some throws. Here's the thing to me that, you know, kind of a day after sitting back with it and and thinking about it, that kid played all those reps in the preseason. And you could tell he was ready for the speed of the game. He got in and did a great job of, you know, really just working the offense, doing what he needed to do to um, pick up, a, you know, the critical fourth down where they went for it early in the game. And then, you know, he made some critical throws. Now he made some errant throws and we could sit here and, cut those into a bunch of different ways. But the bottom line is you can't style point um, winning the game. You can't style point the fact that uh, they, they played well defensively. Turpin got a couple returns um, that, that I thought really kind of jump-started the, the team. And then when you think about who they beat, I don't care. I heard Keyshawn Johnson this morning say, well, Cincinnati's not as good. Bull crap. That's a good football team that the Cowboys beat um, yesterday. And so I do think it's something that they can build on. I think you're setting yourself up for failure. If you think that, and let's say Dak's out another four to five weeks, if you think that they can go out and be, you know, maybe win a couple of those games, I think that's realistic. I think try to get in when Dak comes back to being, you know, three and four, something like that. To me, that's a realistic uh, expectation, but when you again, as you look at the overall view of what happened with the Cowboys this weekend, I, I just saw a team that 
again, like you were saying, I mean, their backs were against the wall. The coach was challenging the offensive coordinator. I'm sure the defensive coordinator challenged his players. And you saw them go out and really cut and slash and play the type of football that you want to see a football team play. Yeah, it uh... – it it really it was impressive, and uh, I saw a stat today that it made me think of you, by the way, when they said that uh, according to ESPN Stats and Information, Cooper Rush became the fifth quarterback since 1966 to lead a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter or overtime of their first two career starts. The others, T.J. Yates, John Kitna, Chicago's Virgil Carter, and the late great Wade Wilson, uh, who was also who was a very uh, a very close friend of yours, uh, stretch that that had to bring a smile to your face to see Cooper Rush in that kind of company. Yeah, and, and I think, I mean, anytime you any time you put your name, you know, around those guys who you know in my mind were as good as you know anybody, and I realized you know, what Wade Wilson was, but I'm talking about as far as football coach and understanding. And I think Wade worked with that young man too, one of his first years in the league. So yeah, I'm sure that, you know, being able to join him in the same kind of mentioning him in the same breath, that's, that's gotta be a heck of an accomplishment. And like I said, I mean, it's hard to win in the NFL. I mean, just ask Cleveland, just ask, just ask the Raiders. I mean, just ask Josh McDaniels. I mean, you know, it's hard to win. And so to think of that kid stepping out there and doing what he did, which like it, dislike it, second half was ugly. Yeah, I I get all that. The bottom line was they won a football game that I don't believe anybody had them winning. And the fact that they did it in the fashion they did it in, it's pretty impressive. And I think that kid's got to take a lot of pride in doing what he did. All right, talking to Glenn Stretch-Smith on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You've known Stretch. You've listened to him over the years. You brought up Micah Parsons earlier today. He's at a rate that uh, really the way he started this season, I think short of Charles Haley, no one's ever jumped off to this this big of a start. Stretch, you know when he was drafted, he was you know thought that he would be an off-the-ball type linebacker who hopefully had some maybe could mix in some pass rush now he appears to just be a flat out uh defensive end Uh, you know he's going to line up he's going to come flying off that edge Uh, is i mean help help put this in perspective are we now looking at maybe perhaps the best defensive player in the nfl uh he he seems to be a matchup nightmare every almost every single snap and it's, uh, I think he had, t- in addition to the two sacks, he had 10 pressures yesterday. I mean, Stretch, put this in perspective for us. Like, who have you seen over the past 20, 25 years that other than, like, Haley, who had this kind of impact or this early on in his career? Well, I mean, I, I heard a couple guys today, you know, say Lawrence Taylor. I, you know, I, I'm to me, you know, that – that's a little early to be making that comparison. But when you think about the fact that Lawrence Taylor was a linebacker, he became an edge rusher in, you know, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, 34 look. When you, when you compare that to how uh, 
Quinn is putting him in position. And I'm saying, you know, they're moving him, to, you know, from defensive end to, 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 to one from one side to the other. They lined him up one time uh, or several times next to Demarcus Lawrence. I like how they press the inside A gaps and cause you to have to, you know, solid your protection down. And then they turned him loose off of the edge. I think it's a little bit of both here because, you know, Bill Belichick really his scheme and what he did, you know, helped Lawrence Taylor. And it feels a lot like that. Now I'm not going to step out and be one of those guys that's going to say, well, I think Micah Parsons has, you know, those type of, of, uh, of numbers here, but you have to say he does have those kind of characteristics and being able to come off of that edge and have a pass rush move, understand how to rip your shoulder. And then he's too got a counter move where he can come back inside. To me, it's impressive that, that he has developed those pass rush moves, but more than that, it's how he plays the game. I mean, you could tell he didn't want to come off the field. I mean, they were, they were getting him off to try to get him some rest during that 16, 17 play Cincinnati drive right there in the third quarter. So, I mean, I love how he plays the game. I love his passion. You see um, he, he's having fun. Um, it's really infectious to the rest of the defense. And so um, there's no question he's, he's a special player and he's something that the Cowboys are going to be able to hang their hat on for a while. All right. Well, Stretch, we're getting a lot of feedback today on last night's Doomsday podcast. I had somebody reach out to me and say, is he really being rude to you or is that is that an act? I said, well, I mean, you'll have to decide on your own. But they were really concerned at some of our interaction last night on the Doomsday podcast. It was uh, uh, lots of great feedback on that. I uh, I appreciate you. uh you being on with us i think it, it i think it happened last night when i called you uh and i think it was because i was he had just started to walk in as we were wrapping it up but i called you ed instead of stretch and i think that really caused some anger didn't it oh i don't know that it i mean i don't know that it's anger i don't know it doesn't have a little wrestling to it i don't know that it didn't I mean chat my rear end a little bit? I'd say probably a combination of the three. I'm, I mean, I don't I don't want to be confused with Ed Werder. I don't want to be. I mean, I'm not I'm not the, I'm not in his category, nor is he in mine. So I I don't want to be do that. But I and I do think that there's some times when you have selective amnesia. Like I told you, I'm not coming on this damn show every week, and you call me anyway. So I'm going to put it to you this way, Mosley. Get yourself a haircut or I ain't coming on your show again. See you later. Have a good day. All right. There he goes. My goodness. Oh, Aaron. I mean, that was a that was quite a departure there. Haircut is scheduled for Wednesday morning as uh as Stretch goes. Stretch walks out the door in a very angry fashion. Uh it is the Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas, Aaron Sexton alongside as well. Now, we got a couple things for you. We're going to let you hear a little Aranda, but I also wanted to play, right before we get into the Aranda, I'm going to play a little bit of uh, my back and forth with Jerry Jones from last night after the game. Uh, And Jerry Jones explaining why this is one of the bigger uh, regular season wins they've had in a while. That's next. 
It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football wraps up their non-conference schedule with a big win over Texas State. We'll give you details. Plus, soccer, volleyball, and men's golf news. It's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Looking for an SUV designed for every adventure? We've got exactly what you need at Allen Samuels in Waco. Stop in today to get your new 2022 Wagoneer. Say big on Series 2 and 3 and get the low APR of 2.9% for 72 months. Plus, you receive $3,500 Conquest bonus cash. Plus, first responders receive an extra $500 off. Drive away in the original American premium SUV from Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football number 17 in the nation, wrapping up non-conference play, hosting the Bobcats of Texas State Saturday at McLean Stadium. The Bears got 293 yards rushing in the game, 156 of that from freshman running back Richard Reese, who had three touchdowns on the afternoon in a 42-7 win over the Bobcats. After the game, head coach Dave Aranda talked about the contributions of the freshman running back. Yeah, you know, he has uh, been that, that guy throughout fall camp and um, was good to see him kind of take that to the, the field today. And, um, you know, he's... He's, he is slight, you know, but he runs hard and physical and makes, and makes cuts and, and is aggressive in doing it. So much of the, the wide zone scheme is, you know, you're on your track and you kind of, you have a read, but, you know, there's kind of stuff going sideways and it's kind of blurry and you have to stick your foot in the ground and go. Make a decision and go into it. And so there's a, there's a curtain of just humanity and could be a gap or could not and all that. And so, um, you know, the bigger you are when you're kind of running into that wall of, of humans, the better, you know, as last year it showed some. And, you know, that's not necessarily us this year. And so for, for a guy that's got some slightness to him to do that and do it again and again and again um, and, you know, bust out a couple, it's way cool. Dave Aranda and the Bears now 2-1 on the season, headed to Ames to play Iowa State in their Big 12 opener this Saturday. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff from Jack Trice Stadium on Saturday morning. Also from the weekend, Baylor soccer sweeps through the Baylor Classic. They'll open Big 12 conference play on Wednesday at home against TCU in a gold-out match at the Farrell Center. Baylor soccer drops a 1-0 decision to SMU on Sunday night. They'll open conference play hosting Oklahoma in a gold-out game on Friday evening at Betty Lou Mays Field. And Baylor men's golf finishes in a tie for eighth at the Fighting Illini Invitational. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.
ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding Bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weins with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Cooper Rush led the Cowboys on a late drive for a game-winning field goal by Brett Marhar for 50 yards, which gave the Cowboys a 20-17 win. Cowboys go to 1-1. One one. Doubleheader tonight on Monday Night Football. Tennessee at Buffalo in the early game followed by Minnesota and Philadelphia in the late game. Top of the AP poll remains the same this week. Baylor holds on at number 17 after their win over Texas State. The Bears hit the road to face Iowa State Saturday at 11. UMHB blows past Southwestern this week. The crew is on the road for a showdown with Harden-Simmons Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Rangers have the day off after losing another series to the Rays. Rangers host the Angels tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas on a Monday. Baylor wins, Cowboys win, everybody's happy, everything feels a little bit better. Hopefully your high school team won, Lorena looked good, Shoemaker wins, and their coach uh, proposes marriage to his girlfriend, Erica, uh, as seen on KCEN, Game of the Week. They just, uh, I believe they gave them the Game of the Week because um, they, they wanted the uh, coach wanted to do a marriage proposal. No, I don't think so. But once they decided that, 
it was uh, that became a thing. Now, I was at the Cowboys game representing ESPN Central Texas, of course, and um, I was uh, with Jerry afterwards, with Jerry Jones, and I basically uh, was kind of pressed in there. Aaron seen some of the pictures of me up against Jerry. There were about 50 reporters around him. But um, I talked to Jerry about uh, trying to put in perspective how big a win this was for the Cowboys. Does this feel as big a regular season win as you've had in a while, given the circumstances and I having Rush so. in there? I think so. This is open. This was such a downer for our opening day, uh, compounded by losing Dak. To come back and get get this addressing of our quarterback spot with a performance like this, plus play play a Super Bowl team and do some good things where our strengths were blocking, running, our, our running game, as well as defense. Yeah, I feel good about this ball game we just played. Very good and feel good about our personnel, young personnel as well. Did Cooper Rush exceed your expectations or is what we saw out there, is that what you expected from him? No, he exceeded my expectation. He did. Uh, no reason why he couldn't, but he did exceed my expectation. He was, uh, uh, I thought his passing was outstanding. All right, and I think that was pretty honest of Jerry. I think it'd be easy to say, no, we knew he was going to be fine. And from the very start of the interview period, which was ended up being about 13, 14 minutes, Jerry made it known that while he had confidence in Rush, I mean, he was not, there was no sure thing that this was going to get done. And and he absolutely exceeded his expectations. He exceeded my expectations. I think most Cowboys fans were pleasantly surprised. Okay? And, and honestly, he played like they would have liked if Dak to play in the first game. I mean, Dak turned it over, played poorly, was, was loose with the football, and then he gets hurt. And... Rush, for the most part, he made a couple of throws. He might want to back, but he had help. I mean, CD played really well. Noah Brown played well. I mean, this much maligned receiving core stepped up, and they got things done. And then they'll go to Monday Night Football now and have a chance to go 2-1 and one on the season. If they do that, they're, they're in fine shape. Coming back home to play the Commanders. And let's not act like that's some kind of juggernaut of a team that'd be coming in here. So I think the Cowboys have to feel really good about themselves. Now, it almost got away from them, but they were able to hold on. Now, I wanted to give everybody an opportunity uh, because I know it's hard, and, and I like to watch these things on ESPN Plus when I'm not, in, you know, when I'm not at the uh, press conference. But I uh, and Tom Barfield, we, we may hear from uh, Tom had a one-on-one with Dave today. But this is uh, some of Dave Aranda as he – visited with reporters at his Monday visit. And uh, you'll like this, especially some of you who like the movie Matrix, that, that series of films starring Keanu Reeves. Here is uh, Dave Aranda from earlier today. Saw a lot of improvements, you know, things that, uh, that still need some improvement on. But I feel the, uh, you know, the ability to play with a little bit more edge, on on the offensive side and then 
you know, the the reducing of the penalties and, and the the increased discipline were all good signs. And so, you know, it's a um, it's a it's a beginning and it's a start. You know, we're definitely going to be challenged um, coming up on Saturday. I, I just feel that as far as the view of um, you know who we want to be and, and consistently um, look like, I'd say Iowa State kind of is that in a lot of ways. And just you know, they don't beat themselves. They are efficient with all their movements and kind of what they do. Um, you know, I think they're, um, you know, they're, they're a tough outfit. And so a lot of respect for them, a lot of respect for their coach. And, um, you know, it's going to be, it is um, going to be a challenge for us. And so excited for that and uh, to see kind of, uh, you know, how much we've grown in all of it. But with that, take any questions you guys got. Dave, uh, how would you describe a typical Matt Campbell team? Is it and is it going to be kind of strange not seeing Brock Purdy and Bruce Hall out there? No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think they're a little. Di- they are a little different. So they throw it. They're throwing it more than what they have, and you know, I think and and they're blitzing more than what they have too. And uh, and so I, you know, you could, I, you know, if you infer just those pieces in terms of the the last couple of years that I've been watching film like we've been um, here you know recently I would say you know he he you know he plays he plays to the strengths of what they got you know and so you could see that for sure I think the identity of um, you know the physicality and running the ball and stopping the run and, and all that for sure shows up and there and that is still there but I think the the 11 personnel you know the one back one tight end three receivers and the throwing and how quickly the ball's coming out I think is is different and new and I think the amount of blitzing you know the weak side pressure is kind of slanting into tight ends and everything is um, not new but more so and so I think as you pull away from it and look at it with a real wide lens, it fits them and it allows them to be their best. And so I would say that. Coach, in terms of the kicking game, where's your comfort level with that if you're in a situation where you're down 30 and you need field goal to tie the game? Really good. Yeah. I think, you know, that there's. There is, I feel, a lot of confidence there. And then, you know, I think the um, the ability to always, you know, go for it on fourth down is, is going to be a factor with some of that, too. And so whether it gets to that point, you know, um, and, you know, um, I think the hopefully the more touchdowns that come as a result of uh, just being aggressive on that particular down, um, kind of adds up to um, a, a, a different end result. But then I also think, you know, if we got down to it and we had to we had to kick it through the uprights, feel completely confident in doing that. And our guys have been doing that in practice. And, you know, we um, we go through a lot of two-minute situations. You're going to go through some today, you know, uh, to start the week again. And, um, you know, we've been right on it with all of it. And so confident where that's at. If you guys use that expression of, Play green, uh, which I think you've described as playing fast, playing aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you balance that with just not being too reckless? Or mm-hmm. you know, obviously you, you mentioned the improvement in the penalties mm-hmm. this week. That was good. Mm-hmm. But like you know, a guy not overrunning a 
attack, you know, a ball carrier or something like that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's a good question. You know, I I first look at look at that just outside of football, and so just you know, I think it goes to like how how different it has to be to have like a real honest conversation with somebody, you know, where they really can be forthright and say it in a way that's not ugly and all of it, and um, you guys are you know talking about stuff that's real as opposed to maybe my ego taking shots at your ego and your ego defending against my ego and just this whole little you know game within a game like what's going on like so much of it is that and so just to get to where there's an honest conversation is is way unique i don't think it happens very often and you know i i think when you come across people that are authentic and genuine and not trying to be anybody else i think that's way rare too and i think all of that there's so much inner work that's got to come that leads up to all that especially when it's difficult situations because you know if the i you know you go back to i, I want to you know like i to actors and the mask comes off and you know should i put this mask on is it time for this other mask and that whole thing and so to get it to where there are no masks is um, way vulnerable for a lot of people, and so I just think the the just as as difficult as it is to be authentic in in off the field, to get to where you are all, you are that type of authentic and, and genuine on the field is just as because there has to come first of all like well you know hey so this defense you line up here your eyes are on here but hey be alert for this check or the tight ends here you actually lined up there and if the tight motions cross you got to shift to this and um if there's no backs we're in this other defense and if the tight end's not attached then we're this other defense too and you know and so you have to go through all of that piece and then once you kind of get through that piece then you start playing a little bit faster all of our young guys are going through this now and so but then but then it becomes like you know I'm frustrated that my math class was this or that I had this learning specialist told me that I have to study and do all this stuff. <laughs> and why do I have to do this? And I have a class at 8 o'clock. And why do I have a class at 8 in the morning? And you, you go, and then football becomes like an outlet for that. And I, and so some of the stuff you see where the guys are just like running by guys and throwing their heads at guys and just all the stuff that's wrong, I mean, they're offloading all the stuff that they've been carrying. And so, you know, that's not it. And so you got to go back and work and all that and get it to where, you know, the um, where the playing is really just an expression of your best self. And that takes a lot of work to do. And so to say that we have a bunch of guys that are doing that now would not be true. And so we're we're working to get that. You're listening to Baylor head coach Dave Aranda's weekly press conference. I think Tay, I think, is probably going to be a little bit longer. Uh, I think Cole will probably be a little bit, could be a little bit longer. Uh, We're hopeful for Ben and Monterey. Um, There's still tests that have to be taken for them to be kind of, um, you know, given the green light, so to speak. But things are, are looking like that's going to be the case, but not yet. What about uh, Khalil Key? He's still a ways out. Dave, out of that running back room, what does Richard Reese uniquely give you? Is there something special that he brings? He hits line of scrimmage um, fast. And so, you know, there is a, um, you know, we talked, we've talked about it some before, and it's, it's, it's really evident in um, 
the wide zone play where you're on the track and we talked about the line of scrimmage can be kind of muddy water and it sure would be great to have it really clean you know crystal clear and it ain't a lot of times and so to play full speed on your track and get the one foot in the ground and go into what could be you know i'm not really sure um is a whole thing in and of itself and um you know uh he can do that really well and I think that separates them from the beginning. But then I think, you know, there's such an eagerness and such a, um, um, uh, a heartfelt want to get better uh, that's kind of driving him. And I'm way appreciative of that. But then, you know, on the other side, there is also a, um, a um, I wouldn't say innocence, but I would say I think all the stuff and the... You know, the, the, and it's going to only grow as we go more. But all the the you know the talk and just everything about him, I think doesn't he doesn't really care for it, which I appreciate so much. And so yeah, I think that just allows him to kind of be him, and it's just so cool for that to be the case. Is there a, a change in maybe intensity or focus now that you're leading into conference play? You know, um, I would say you, know, you would like for every week to be to be the same and I but to, and so like the how you prep and how you talk and how you um, uh, how you structure your practices you know I think the um, the ability to kind of not be waiting for remarkable stuff to happen but to do the unremarkable with remarkable consistency is really what the key is so you kind of have to you know the boring perhaps you know uh, mundane specific detail oriented things you really have to master and so that takes that takes a while to see those if you're moving too fast and looking for big things you'll miss all the little things so i would say that now i think within that though i have been on teams to where there are when you get into a week there's just an energy that's there and you feel it um and so when that comes from a team you know um, it's all, it's generally a good thing, yeah, and so I think at that point, you, if the team is going like this, you as a coach just kind of bring it down and give it a, um, a, a a runway to where you know we're not overflowing on a Tuesday or a Monday or what it would give you. And so I don't know if that makes sense. How have you seen Apu uh, grow and develop since the time he started recruiting him until now? No, I appreciate that. Yeah, so he a lot of growth for him. I think um, I'm way proud of Apu, and, and I, I think he continues to. Um, I think he continues to mature. I think a lot of maturity is just a just a, a just a different way of seeing. I think his perspective is broader. I think he can. It's not just all about him, and it's starting to be like that. And that's just so neat, man. That's the really the stuff that's the coolest of all the stuff. And so, you know, I think once we get into this 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 part of the season as as we spoke you know there's just the more the more attention grabbers that they are and everything i think all you know his growth maturity will be tested for sure but um you know i'm i'm proud of him because i think you know he's emerging as a leader we need one and uh, you know, he's doing it in a way that i way appreciate and i think everybody can see and i think he's heartfelt with the stuff he says and he still has you know he's still gonna want to you know um, dance into a river, a river dance at certain times, and so we're trying to quell that as best we can, and just keep it all just on the field. But I think, you know, um, I think he's he's a guy that's that's really um, done all the stuff we've asked him to do. So excited for him.
Coach, you wrap up non-conference play. What have you seen from Blake in the offense through these first three games, uh, and what makes you feel confident, you know, heading into conference play from the offense? Um, no, I appreciate that. I think the first thing would probably be maybe some tension, anxiety. I think would probably be the first two that come to mind. Um, I think, you know, the expectations and just the, um, I think all that stuff's real. And I don't know, I don't, I don't think it, it really does anyone any good to not talk about it. And so I think they're, you know, they've had to deal, th they have to, they've had to deal with that and work through, you know, not letting the outside come on, get to the inside. And just like the, you know, I think when you keep the focus on yourself and what you're doing, there's a chance that we call it being an artist, but a chance to be way innovative. I think when the focus is on what's on the outside and what's being said and what's all that, then there's a, a you know, really almost what becomes more is more reactive and more closed off and more protected. And so I think, you know, this last game in particular, we're able to break through with some of that and really kind of keep it the focus on the focus, which I'm, I'm proud of. And I think it's different, you know, there's just when you when you say offense and you say those names, you say it, it's just a lot of youth. And so I think, you know, I think for us as coaches, like someone has to teach them and someone has to help them through all of it because it's a lot and it's coming fast and everything. And, you know, I think at the time she wants stuff and then you didn't know this other stuff came with the stuff that you wanted. And so then when it does and then it's like, hey, dude, it's OK. Right. Let's kind of roll through this together. I think it's very much like that. Coach, in terms of that running back position without Tay, it seems like every guy who you given a chance to has stepped up in some way mm -hmm. uh, with Richard being the most recent one. What qualities does that room have to where it's like it seems like plug and play and a guy goes for 90, 100 yards and a couple touchdowns? Um, appreciate that. I think I look at the first guy I think of there is Juice. I think Juice has uh, so our, our running back coach, uh, you know, uh, Justin Johnson, he's got a great rapport with the guys. And I think you talk about mentorship just re just right now, and I think there's very much that going on. And I think, um, you know, his connection with that group is very much outside of football. It connects to all parts of life. And um, I think when there is that, you know, when the player feels that and knows that to be true, that that I'm being seen for more than just a player. I'm being seen for as a person and for who I am. And then there's just so much more of a um, ability at that point to kind of just let it, to show them, to reveal and put themselves out there and not hold back and not try to protect and not try to, uh, we talked about, you know, actor studio and all this other thing. And so I just think like the, so that I think juice, and the thing is, you know, from, from my seat with all that, I can talk it all, but it, you know, the, the greatest, you know, um, player development is coach development because when things get tough, right, the, the, you coach who you are. And I think juice does a great job with that group. And so. You know, there's a strong belief there. I think, you know, you've got guys that can be perimeter guys. We've got guys that can be one-on-one -on -one matchup guys in the throw game. Um, they're all now improved in, in pass blocking, right, and knowledge of who to pass block and, and how and all of it. I think, you know, what remains to be seen is the ability to kind of be a 20-carry 20, 20 uh, uh, guy in a game, right, taking the hits that come with all of that and kind of being at the best, at their best in the fourth quarter. All right. We'll see if Richard Reese, Tay McWilliams, who will take on that role, 
can you get the 20 carries? Uh, Richard Reese had 19 the other day, and, of course, that was they won going away. Wasn't always pretty, but they did get the win. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Every Monday, Dave Aranda has his new co- news conference, so we wanted to let you hear some of that. We were also at the Cowboys game yesterday covering all that. Got some um, more Cowboys nuggets to finish on as we get ready for the dismount. That is next. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand-new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFempo.com. That's CampFIMFO.com. Is $4 gas and high-priced groceries eating into your pocketbook? Afraid how much longer you'll be able to purchase a firearm for protection or sporting needs? Then you need to head out to the Real Texas Gun Show at Harker Heights Event Center October 1st and 2nd. They have all types of firearms and all the ammunition you need. It's air-conditioned and family-friendly. Bring the kids. Head out and check out the new freeze-dried food vendors for long-term food needs. That's the Real Texas Gun Show Saturday, October 1st, 9 to 5, and Sunday, October 2nd from 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. There's no better place to watch the big game than Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse. And they're here to help with some money-saving deals. $3 off nachos on Mondays, $3.50 single tacos on Tuesday, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2.50 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $7 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Friday. Plus, there's live music on Wednesdays. Come join in the fun. Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, we have come to the uh, end of our broadcast day and appreciate everybody who's been a part of this thing. Um, the uh, 
some comments earlier today that I wanted to pass along to you. I, I had mentioned that Kyler Murray, after celebrating that win yesterday, went to the end zone, always a scary thing to do when playing the Raiders. He found somebody who gave him a big five and had a good exchange with. And then some idiot Raiders fan, you know, from about the second row, comes in and kind of swipes across his face. Now, was it a punch? No. Was it ridiculous? Yeah, yeah. Now, I will say probably not the smartest thing to do is is go over there and, and, and jump into a Raiders-like crowd. He thought he was kind of had some friends over there, and he did, but the Raiders fan came in and did something stupid. Now police are investigating. And um, the uh, Coach Cliff Kingsbury has come out, Aaron, and I was just looking at some of the quotes, and called the fan a lowlife and said he hope he's arrested. You know, I, I would say arrest him, ban him, whatever. I mean, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Is it the, the worst thing that's ever happened in the stands at a game? No. But never great to see that kind of interaction where everybody's kind of having fun, you know, like when they do the Lambeau leap and all that. But if you do it in a road place, now, Aaron, I don't want to say it'll come across like, well, you know, that's what's going to happen. It shouldn't happen. But I would also be weary if I'm a player and you're in an opposing stadium of trying to go over there to the stands, especially anywhere near what might be the black hole, the famous Raiders section that has been there for years. I don't know if they took it to Vegas with them or not, but I would assume they have something like that. Aaron, keep your eye on something Eli Manning has done. He went to Penn State, and he went undercover as a walk-on named Chad Powers, and he has a, a wig and a mustache. You need to check this out. This is very funny. It's floating around social media as we speak. We have to say good night as much as I hate to do it. We'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll give you the Big 12 Players of the Week, including Baylor with...